Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Power of Being You podcast. My name is Sarah Grandinetti, and I am joined today by Dr. Anthony Mattis. Welcome, Anthony. Thanks, Sarah. I'm just going to call you doctor the whole episode. No, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's fun for me. It might not be fun for you, but okay. So for those of you who haven't met Dr. Anthony Mattis before, I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. Then we're going to jump into what we've decided that shows will be called today is creating your life energetically. Um, so a little bit about Anthony, he's been using the tools of access consciousness for the past eight years, and they have basically changed every area of his life. When he came to access, his wife of 10 years had recently passed away and he was raising three small children on his own. He was on his knees looking for answers after studying every modality under the sun. He was so disenfranchised from the lack of success he had garnered from them that he was very apprehensive about the tools, but he started using them and got so much change despite his resistance that he couldn't deny their power. Eight years later, he travels the world, empowering people to know that they know he invites you on this journey with him to a greater possibility in a greater world. What if you are the gift and the change the world requires? Welcome, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We got to update that. Uh, it's 11 years now. (laughs) Oh, update required. Um, (laughs) So we, I've actually had you on the podcast before, and, uh, we talked about you finding the tool, like basically what's in your bio. And yeah. so if, if you guys like want to know more about that part of Anthony's life, you can find it in an earlier episode. Um, but today what we wanted to chat about as, as previously stated, um, is creating your life energetically. And what does that look like? Because so many of us are very conditioned to having a plan and, you know, ever since you're a little kid, people are saying, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, you know, I remember watching one of my daughter's preschool graduation. One kid said a dinosaur, and it was the best answer in the whole world. (laughs) Um, right. So like, how do you plan out being a dinosaur? You don't. Um, but with that plan, we often, um, ignore the energies of the other invitations that'll start to show up in our life. Like even things that we totally love doing or that light us up, we'll start to push those aside in order to create our life from the plan instead of creating it energetically. So do you want to just speak on that a little bit? Yeah. Well, you know, it, I remember when I used to think about that sort of thing, like one day when I grow up, you know, part of it was like, I wanted to be a professional athlete because I love playing sports, but I knew I wasn't, I didn't have the genetics for the DNA (laughs) this lifetime. I didn't have a gladiator body, so that wasn't going to happen. So, but I used to, you know, contemplate on, you know, what it is that I would like to do and be. And it's funny because some of my favorite movies, um, I love the dinosaur answer, but I probably would have answered like, I want to be a Jedi you know, and I want to be able to use the force. And so, and and the fact that I wasn't able to move things uh, telekinetically used to frustrate me and I'd get really, really angry, but I'm like, I always knew that there was like this energy of living that was available. That was sort of like beyond anything that was being demonstrated by whatever school, family, churches, 
just all religions really, because where I grew up, you know, I was surrounded by people from, from different cultures and different religions. And so, you know, I was always aware of it, but it was always the same thing. It's like, you got to follow these rules and this is how it is. And if you want to one day, I guess, get to be with God or the creator, you got to follow these rules and stuff. So I was like, there's got to be something else out there. And I was always surrounded by unhappy people. And I remember always wanting to just bring joy and trying to fix, especially my family, which they didn't really do a good job of receiving that. But uh, so I'm like, there's something out there. I like, what else is out there? But, you know, as you go through school, you're sort of presented with this is what's available, right? You have career day. So you have, you know, um, different people from different colleges, maybe in the area that come, they'll have the, uh, the military, different branches of the military that will come. You'll have maybe different types of doctors and, um and it's never the alternative type people <laughs> you know what I mean it's never the alternative type people which is funny maybe now today but at least back in the 80s it wasn't and so I'm like this is really this is what what is this is what's available <laughs> I'm like this fucking sucks so I'm like okay well within what they're saying is available like what sort of matches that energy of like wanting to be a Jedi you know, or, you know, like that, whatever that energy was that was available. And so and I, a lot of me was like really always fascinated too with like martial arts and um, sort of like old traditional Asian, you know, ways of, of being with the body and being with energy, like acupuncture, uh, healing. You know, I used to love the karate kid too. And Mr. Miyagi like smacked his hands together and rubbed them. And he put them on Daniel LaRusso's knee and he's like, oh, you know, but then, you know, and then he went out and he was able to get through it. I'm like, yes, that's it. That's what I want to do. You know? So where's that? Where can I find that? Because that shit wasn't a career day. (laughs) Mr. Miyagi's house. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, man. So, you know, and that's sort of what I was, I was just always searching for that. And then, you know, I don't know, I went. I went to school to be an exercise physiologist. What the hell was that? It was just really a glorified personal trainer and that wasn't enough. And then I'm like, okay, maybe chiropractor. And that was really came from people's recommendations because I was always like massaging people's shoulders. And I remember my karate instructor like showed us how to adjust people's necks and stuff. And I would just do it naturally. It was like no big deal, you know? And then people like, why didn't you go to chiropractic school? And I'm like, eh, I don't know. And then I find like, you know what? that sounds like a good idea. And, but, and then people, and then I remember going to like therapy because I know I I remember needing a therapist and I couldn't, and I, that was something that was a consideration as well. And the therapist like, you may get bored with just working on the body. You sure you don't want to be like a therapist like me. And at that point, I'm like, you know, I already made my choice. I'm like, I have a feeling that I'm going to be able to do body, like mind and soul type stuff. And, you know, and, and luckily, you know, in chiropractic, there's so many different ways of practicing chiropractic. And of course I chose the one that was more like Mr. Miyagi, (laughs) you know, and of course the weird stuff that definitely won't be a career day. And, um, but there was still something missing. Um, I wasn't able to be all of me as a chiropractor. I, I constantly felt this sense of frustration with, with not necessarily getting results, but just wanting to be more uh, in my within my prof- profession and so as a result of that I was always exposed to many different techniques and modalities and and I was always searching for stuff and I I did everything as far as spiritually like 
metaphysical stuff. I've had a guru. I did the Christianity thing and, um, and then studied many different hands-on healing techniques, but it really wasn't until access consciousness came along in 2011. And I learned about this thing called access bars, which deals with these 32 points on the head. And that could change all your points of view, basically, or all the areas where you're blocked in the areas of money, you know, your points of view about your body, judgment, sadness. Um, and then when I found out, you know, your brother, he was a chiropractor. When I watched his YouTube video, he's like, yeah, I was going to kill myself. And I was like, oh, and he's like, I had my bars run once and I woke up the next day. It was the first time that I didn't even have that in my, my thoughts or awareness. And he's gone on to become the co-creator of Access Consciousness that's been around for 33 years. And how did we all get so lucky? And so that obviously intrigued me because my wife had committed suicide. And I was like, I don't understand why the things that we had learned up until that point wasn't enough. And even medicine wasn't enough, you know? So I'm like, that's bullshit. I'm, I was fucking pissed. And I'm like, you know, for someone who's done all this self-help stuff, I have nothing to show for it. There's got to be something out there. And then access comes along. And here I am 11 years later, I've closed my practice down, but how it changed my life. And this is the title of our call. It was not through cognitive understanding. It wasn't from information. Hmm. These tools have this way of changing things on an energetic level that you can't cognitively understand. I can't tell you how it happens. All I know is that it happens because <laughs> I was even reluctant in the beginning. I kept coming back because the kids were happy. They like loved getting their bars ran. I'm like, and then slowly, but surely, like I started getting happy. I was giggling. I was laughing. I had joy. And it wasn't even a year since the mom passed. So I knew that whatever was changing in my world was happening all on an energetic level. It was not cognitive because I did the cognitive thing. I did the subcognitive thing too. <laughs> all right. And I turned over a rock and stone. So I remember being like, okay, wherever I'm messed up, it's got to be somewhere energetic because I can't reach it. I can't access it. I don't know how to fucking change it. And I've tried my, my I've tried. And that's exactly what has happened. Um, everything, all these tools that we have available and access, all these different resources are all designed to bypass the logical mind and change things on an energetic level that you can't change no matter how hard you try. <laughs> yeah. And, and I love the, um, the part you talked about with like having chosen chiropractic because it matched an energy at the time. Right. And that, that if we are, even if we don't know these tools and you're listening and you haven't experienced any classes from access consciousness or watch any videos, there are a lot of free videos out there. Just saying, yeah. um, you can look at a time when you were like, you know what? Like I was asking, I was asking for something and then something showed up and you chose, and that's you following the energy. And now what's interesting that we both have in common is I became, I became a hairstylist and loved it because it matched a creative energy that I was asking for that I knew working behind a desk or in an office, like wasn't going to give me. And, um, cause I'd gone, I'd started college and then ended up not finishing. Cause I was like, so bored, even though I'm a great writer and I was going for journalism, I was like, this, this will be like pen and paper for the rest of my life. And that was the point of view in the nineties, everybody, um, <laughs> that not everybody had a laptop, but, um, I, you know, that's so why I, I followed this new big thing for being a hairstylist and then opened my own salon and then became a, you know, a national educator and was doing that. And then when I dove into the tools, 
the, the things, like you said, like the energetic blocks of making that the most solid thing that I could, could have chosen or the greatest thing I could have chosen started to break apart. And then to walk away from my salon of 15 years and everybody was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Like, cause I chose to close in COVID. I was like, no, I'm so excited. Yeah. And so like what, when you looked at, can you take us a little bit through that? Cause I'm like, for the listeners out there who are like, no, you know, I followed the plan. I got the, you know, the family, the, the 2.5 kids, the car in the driveway, the white picket fence. I have the plan. And now what? Because often the, the energy of starting over will keep, keep us in some sort of fear of, of not choosing the next, an, another thing. So what yeah. was that like for you to like, go, okay, there's something else beyond even chiropractic because a lot of us will just stop there. Right. Doctor done. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I, I mean, you know, so I'd been in practice from 1999 to 2017 when I decided to finally close the practice down. Um, but it was in 2000, I'm trying to think 2014, 2014 is where, you know, uh, you know, your, your brother, Dr. Dane here and Gary Douglas had, um, asked me to work on them. Like as a chiropractor. And so, and I did, and, but Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness, wanted more energy work. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. So this, this whole amazing experience showed up the day that I worked on him. And he's like, look, he's like, you have a capacity with energy and it's beyond chiropractic. He's like, chiropractic doesn't give you the space for you to be all of who you are. He's like, Access does. And I'm thinking, like, I had already been thinking that up until that point. And I've been asking, like, how can I be more within Access? How can I do more? This, this, because this is starting to match the energy of like what I knew about when I was a kid, right? I just, the only, the only reference point I had for it was being a Jedi or Mr. Yeah. Miyagi, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that showed up in 2014, but here's the funny thing is like, I can't just close my practice down. You know, I still have to make money. It's, it's, you know, yeah. and so it took me about three years before I finally closed my practice, which it, it's funny. And so one of the questions we learned, so we learned one of the tools we learn in access is to, to, to live in and as the question and you follow that whisper, you follow that like energetic awareness that that's definitely not solid. And a lot of times, most, most oftentimes when you ask that question and you get the awareness, you can't really justify or prove why you should choose that thing that is most expansive. Yeah. Right. So like yes. the question I asked was, okay, if I close my practice now, what will my life be like in five years? Boom, expansive, right? I'm like, I, all I could perceive was just joy and fulfillment and excitement, you know? And then, okay, if I keep my practice and, and just do access part-time, what will my life be like in five years? And I went, ew, yuck. Okay, so I'm like, okay, I got to do it. But then I got I to gotta close the practice and, and move on and, and jump off the cliff, so to speak. But then I sat there and I tried to justify how I was going to survive. Yeah. Right. As you're taught in this reality. And so it was like, it was three years, it took me three years before I made the choice. And the funny thing is I ended up destroying my practice. I think I was seeing four people a week, a week, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the only thing that was keeping me alive was my part-time access business. Yeah. <laughs> so, and like, it's funny because Julia, my wife, um, I've since remarried, she's just like, what the hell is there to think about here? Stop. You've been trying to figure this out for the last three years. You've destroyed, you have no practice left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I didn't have the balls to totally follow the energy because I needed the reason and justification for the awareness that I had. And that's not, 
how you follow energy, by the way. Um, and so, but what I've come to learn is that when you get that awareness, just go for it and the universe will rearrange itself to support you. You're just not going to know how. You're not going to know how, you're not going to know when, and you're going to have no clue what the package is going to look like when it shows up. However, you will know that when the package does show up and if you're willing to get over like the appearance of it, you'll realize that it matches the energy of that question you had asked, whether it was a day ago, a week ago, a year ago, or even five years ago, depending on what your ask is. So yeah, that was a really interesting journey, you know, but I was sort of in my beginning days as well. It's like, cause most, most of my life I had gotten kicked in the balls, like every fucking corner, every time I would go down the street and turn a corner, I get kicked in the nuts. That was like, sort of like the story of my life up until that point. So there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of PTSD, you know? And, um, so, but I had to ask my question, the question was, okay, if I don't change anything, which is going to kill me more? going for it and jumping off the cliff or not changing and staying where I'm at. And I'm like, you know what? Staying where I'm at is going to fucking kill me more than just going for it and then possibly failing. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going for it. I love, I love that so much because so much of the, so many of the times in our lives that we can look back and hindsight is such an interesting thing. Cause you know, there's all the awareness there once you look back, but what, what would it take to have hindsight now? <laughs> um, and these tools give you that, I guess is what I'm saying. But the, um, the, the looking back and knowing that that choice is what is, is what created the magic that's showing up now. Like how many times do we not take that into consideration is how many times we have leapt, we've gone for the thing. We've just said balls to the wall or however you, you put it and then had, had the space open up for the new possibility. Um, so I'd love to hear from you, um, for those of you who don't know, um, Anthony is embarking on, um, an adventure, a new adventure that ha- because of that choice, I will say you, you made that choice and kept going with it. And now we have a new class in access consciousness called opening the symphony. And he's the only one facilitating it right now. Um, and so can you talk a little bit about what that was like? Like, I'd love to hear even when, you know, Dane first invited you to like do the afternoons of SOP class. Like, what was that like for Dr. Anthony Mattis? Um, I haven't oh. asked you that. So I'd love to hear and let, let's go on that journey a little bit. Yeah, thanks. Well, you know, so your brother, uh, Dr. Dane here created this amazing energy work uh, called Energetic Synthesis of Being um, and, and Symphony of Possibilities, whereas basically like what you get to like sort of workshop playing with um people's energy fields so to speak right they're they're um energy bodies <clears throat> you do work on the body sometimes but you don't have to these these types of uh this type of work can actually be done from done from a distance like you and i could work on each other right now right and you're in california and i'm in south carolina so it's like you you get to work with the molecules of the energy bodies of of a person of a person's being and so, and that showed up in 2014 when I worked on Gary Douglas and he's like, Hey, you, you have very similar capacities as, as Dane. <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what, <laughs> you know? And so and then I started doing sessions from that moment on and, and working with your brother closely and Gary Douglas doing sessions with them just kept opening me up to these different energetic universes along the way. And it took about four years of me doing, you know, sessions and working on the guys before I started saying, Hey, Dane, (laughs) when do you think I can maybe, you know, 
help you out with the symphony of possibility classes and stuff. So he would look at me as, as he does sometimes with those, those piercing eyes. And do you think you're ready? And uh, I wish I had your mic. That would have sounded better if I had your fancy mic. <laughs> and I'm like, Here, I'll do it for you. Do you think you're ready? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, of course I'm ready. What do you mean? You know, it's like, put me in the game coach. And, um, but there was a lot more that I had to choose and be and, and, um, energies for me to be aware of. And so like every year I would keep asking, keep knocking on the door. And I just, I don't know, this, this thing showed up at, I think it was a body whispering class where this whole truck turned over and Dane couldn't get back to class. Right. So he was just looking at this as a sign from the universe. Like he's been working his ass off. You know, he'll do like 11, 12 hour days of facilitation. And, you know, and he realized, you know, I think I can do what I normally deliver in 12 hours in a much shorter period of time. And so he's like, I'm going to, you know, end these classes at two o'clock or whatever. And I'm like, hey, what do you think about someone? So here I am eight years later. Like, what do you think about me, you know, overseeing the afternoons? Just, just letting people practice and just maybe just sharing what I've learned over the last eight years. He's like, that's a great idea. And so that was such a talk about a gift from the universe, but like it never shows up like how you think again, it didn't quite come in the package that I thought it would. Right. But, I, but I saw it as an opportunity for me to step into this thing that I've been desiring for a really long time. And what was beautiful about it is, so as we would do that, and there would be some days when, when, when he would facilitate the morning, he would invite me to kind of go around with him and he would sort of like talk about what he was doing. And then I would sort of interpret it. And it was like another miracle happened, right? Cause he's like, you actually receive and get what I'm saying and you say it in a different way that makes it more accessible for people. And also not more than accessible than how he makes it for people, but it's just a different presentation that maybe can can sort of drop into people's universes differently uh, than maybe the way that he does it. And so again, my whole energetic universe opened up when we would do that together and it became this beautiful sort of, um, I don't know how you say it, like uh, it was like a dance. It was like Fred, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers just dancing together and moving through space so smoothly. And it was just so beautiful. And as a result of that, I would get these, these energetic downloads, like, oh my God, whoa, yeah, more of that. And then I could just feel things getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And then, and then once again, I asked him, um, what do you think about me doing SOP like solo in places you don't want to go to? <laughs> and then he gave me that look again. And I'm like, what again? <laughs> you know, but it wasn't. And he goes, you're onto something. He's like, but I'm not sure what. And I'm like, okay, cool. He didn't, he didn't yell at me or get mad at me. So he's like, what, one of the things I want to point out though, because I just, (laughs) I just want to put a star on it is the tenacity because how many of us like are so afraid of the no, we won't ask. Mm. And then how many of us, when we get the no or the look (laughs) that we're like, we'll never ask that again, you know, and we shut it down. And, and yet for you to keep going and have the tenacity for the possibility. um, I just want to highlight that because that's a beautiful part of this story that I wasn't aware of, um, of your 
continual ask. So thank yeah, you for thank sharing you. that. So, Oh, I've had a lot of crying moments too. Cause like, I'm like, I don't, you know, come on, you know? And, um, but in the, and I'll tell you what, Sarah, I probably would not have said anything if it was coming from my head. And it's because again, what was the name of this call? <laughs> Creating your life energetically. Here we go. Okay. It was because of these energetic universes that have opened up to me along the way that created a knowing in my universe that's beyond intellect. So that when he would look at me with those piercing eyes and like, I'd feel like my whole world about to collapse. I was like, wait a minute. There's this knowing in my world that I know I can be a contribution to people. It may not look like the way you do it, but I know I can be a gift and take this work that you created and, and contribute to expanding it even more than what you have already done so far. And so it was the knowing, the energetic knowing that gave me the balls to, to ask. And it was a no to ask again. And it was a no. And to ask again, it was a no. And then it was like, okay. And then he actually asked Gary Douglas about it. And he's, and they were like, okay, what about like a beginning SOP or a basic SOP? And I remember being like, that seems like it's for retorted people or something. Who's going to want to take that class? You know, but I didn't say anything. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll just be grateful. But then I started asking <laughs> questions. I'm like, universe, I need you to have my back here. What would it take <laughs> to change the name? But I didn't say anything. And yeah. I show up to Croatia and they're like, um, and Katarina Wallington, who's like Dane's like right-hand woman, so to speak. And she, she's like, we changed the name. I'm like, what's it called? She's like, opening of the symphony and I was like a little dog who just got back from pooping and <laughs> running around the house like this and I was running up I was on my back scratching my back on the grass and just so excited <laughs> you know because it just matched the energy again living your life energetically or whatever it was like that matches the energy because it is an opening to this universe and I know I can bring people into that world into that universe and fucking a man uh, it's just been a grand and glorious adventure. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I'll add, um, having been present at, at the session you did on Dane and Maestro and then receiving the, uh, opening the symphony taster class that you did at COP. Um, there is something that you be, and I know that it's with this tenacity and with your receiving of, of even the no, knowing that there was more to be chosen. Mm -hmm. that, um, invited me to, I mean, I've been to a number of SOP classes over the years and there was something that opened in my world. And I know I texted you about this, that I hadn't yet been able to receive from Dane. And that's not that he's at all doing anything less, but like you said, it's sometimes it's, it's almost just like having a different translator, you know, like there are yeah. things where we will have a, like an energetic block to someone or something for no reason of our, of our own, um, cognitive awareness, but and he's my brother, you know, and I adore yeah. him. And I always say like, you know, I started his first fan club, you know, I just, I think he's amazing. And there's some gift that you do be, um, to this work that I'd like to acknowledge in front of all of our listeners right now. So thank you. Thank you very much. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Grateful. Yeah. Um, me too. Um, so I guess, is there anything, um, I know you just facilitated a being you class and this is the being you, the power being you podcast. Um, and, and weaving that, that 
being you energy into all of this, because the more you got of you, the more the doors opened. And so I'm wondering if there's anything that you want to share with our listeners that, um, might be listening, uh, to the podcast for the first time, never used the tools, but something that they could have a takeaway today. That's, um, along the lines of creating their life energetically. Yeah. Well, you know, I always had a, the point of view, like always, again, going back to the time I was a little kid, like, it's like, if you can't be you, it's like, you know, what, what are we here for? Right. It, it, it's like, what's a life worth living it to me. It's like being you. And even when I was, you know, a chiropractor, I realized like so much of people's body stuff had to do with the fact that they were just living an unfulfilled life. You know, they got up every day. They, they didn't really like their job. They did it for what, whatever the benefits or maybe the money. They, they certainly weren't expressing their creativity or whatever it is, or their self-expression and whatever. It was like, they were just doing a job for the money. And it was like, wow, I never even saw that as my reality. Even as a kid, I was like, I want to be able to be me in every aspect of my life. And, but, but then I realized this reality, like, <laughs> it smacks you around. It almost punishes you sometimes for being you. And so it took me a while to really access it, but I was able to do it through the tool. So one thing that I, what I learned, and this happened before I even knew about access, I was doing this Christian life coaching stuff. And I helped this person get to this aha moment about a gift that they had, that they hadn't acknowledged. And I would say that was probably one of my greatest success stories in my professional career up until that point was to help someone access them discovering their gifts, their talents, their capacities so that they could actually be who they are in the world. And I was like, I never felt such a great rush in anything in my life. I'm like, that's what I want to do every day. I want to empower people to know what they know and and be what they be and that's what these tools do that that's all they are they're not they're not a philosophy they're certainly not a religion they're not you don't have to do it like a to z and do it right they're just tools for you to access more of you and be you in the world in whatever capacity maybe be you as a mom be you as a dad be you at your workplace um or maybe change what you do for a living so you could finally be you you know whatever so um to me that's been one of my greatest joys and what's beautiful about this that's different than most modalities i had ever done was that there's so many different resources available in access from helping people with abuse there's money stuff money tools there's um, body tools, there's the energetic stuff, there's the verbal processing where, you know, we talk with people, we do verbal facilitation. Um, there's stuff for kids with autism and ADD and ADHD. Um, we even have stuff for, you know, people that have struggled with addictions and stuff like that. I mean, the list goes on and on. And with animals, we even have stuff <laughs> like for people you know, to be in communion with animals and have a greater recreationship with, with our, the animal world and our beautiful earth. So it's like, it goes on and on and on. So I love that. I don't feel like we run out of stuff, you know, um, that's a long answer to your question, but to me, life is about being you. Do you have a favorite being you tool that like gets you back to you or a question that is like your go-to? The simplest one, and this is what I did back in a day when I was like having moments of doubt, 
even though I had the awareness to close my practice, I would be like, okay, instead of being all depressed, one of the tools is like, okay, you, if you had 10 seconds to live the rest of your life, what would you choose? And that tool, I know people are like, whatever, I know I'm going to live more than 10 seconds, you know, <laughs> but it's like, but like, listen to the freaking question and allow yourself to go into the energetic of that question. You got 10 seconds and you know, you don't know if you're going to be here next week. You don't know that. You don't know if you're going to get diagnosed with something, you know, two weeks from now, you have no idea. How, what, what do you want to choose right now? You got 10 seconds. What do you choose? And so it would allow me to tap into this energy of how I wanted my life to be in that moment. And you know what? There was no judgment. There was no reflecting on my shitty past. And there was definitely no worrying about a future. It got me into the now moment. And what would I like to create right now in this moment that matters to me most? And it made a lot of decisions that would come into my life easy to say no to and also things to say yes to. So that to me was my number one go-to of like being me. I got 10 seconds left here. What do I want to choose? What's my reality with this? I like it. Cause it, it also, that tool <clears throat> takes you out of like the thing we talked about in the beginning, the plan, you know, the oh. projected future, the expectation, you know, um, <clears throat> I'm going to go dark for like half a second, but help me keep it light. Um, a few years ago, we had, um, a famous basketball star by the name of Kobe Bryant die in a, in a helicopter accident or yeah. helicopter crash, whatever they call those. Um, and he had his daughter on, and I remember like hearing that. And then somewhere the 10 second increment tool came in because can you imagine, like, you know, that a plane's going down and you're there. Are you checking your bank account? You know what I mean? Like, right. did this make me money? Are you worried about, you know, who fed the animal that your dogs today, or did they get a walk? Are you worried about what clothes you're wearing? Or you have 10 seconds, you that's know, I imagine he grabbed his daughter and, and yeah. that's what he chose in those 10 seconds. And, yeah. and if we really were willing to be that courageous to live that way, um, and, and it's not that you go into like ignoring the money or ignoring your relationships or avoiding them or doing those things. It's like, but if you have, if you're there and you're willing to go, okay, what creates my future? Even if it's only for 10 seconds, um, it gives you a totally different perspective. And like, like you said, like go into the question and the energy of that. Um, yeah. so yeah, that I, was beautiful. Cause I had a, I had a hard time with that myself. And, you know, we even have an entities <laughs> talk to yeah. the entities program within excess consciousness. So I remember talking with him and yeah, it was really easy to be like, you could perceive in his world that it was like, he had more work to do. Yeah. You know, it was like, fuck, there's so much more that I wanted to do. So that got me to be like, I'm not waiting. I'm not going to wait anymore to create. Yeah. That's one of our, our, uh, sayings and access. Don't wait, create. I like yeah. it. Um, so, uh, I don't know if you remember, but on this podcast, I ask everybody the same question at the end. You did such a good job already, but I'm wondering what else will come out. So, um, our show is called the power of being you. If you were to tell people what the power of being you is, what would you say? Well, creating your reality. It's like, so with every decision, choice, or opportunity that shows up in your life, I would ask the question like, okay, if I was truly choosing for me, and if you happen to have kids and a spouse and all that, you need to be aware of their universe and what your choices will create for them as well. But 
but getting clear about what it is that you would like to create as your life, because then you become the inspiration for others to choose as well, especially your children and also your significant other. But I always say, whenever you're faced with a decision choice or an opportunity about anything, to always ask, if I was truly choosing for me, if I was truly choosing my own reality with this, what would I choose? Not what would my mom and dad have chosen, my religion, my culture, whatever, but what would I choose with this? Okay, and then you can go further into questions, see how it would impact everybody else around you. Um, but yeah, I would say that, and also get over the point of view that if you choose for you, that somehow you're going to abandon the people that you love. That is a huge myth. So. I love that. Cause you also stated, you know, when you choose for you, you inspire others to know that they can too. Right. So thank you so much, Dr. Anthony Mattis for joining me today on today's podcast. Um, <laughs> if people would like to know more about you, what you're creating, um, you know, or social stock you, how can they do that? They could go to uh, my website at www.dranthonymattis.com. I like it. And um, I'm sure there your social medias are all linked and we'll put them in the show notes as well. So you can go follow Anthony and watch his magic unfold with opening to the symphony. You have an opening the symphony class coming up too. Um, do you want to share those dates? Yeah, I don't know the dates exactly, but they're uh, the one that's actually on the schedules in March in Mexico, and we are looking to do something in February, I believe in Budapest, Hungary, sometime or sometime in uh, mid to late February. And are there prereqs for for the opening class? ESB is yes. the requisite, yeah. Which is energetic and synthesis of being with Dr. Dane here, and he also has one of those in March. So, okay. um, anyways. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next time on another one. Power of being you. See you later. Awesome. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the power of being you podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review for more information about being you or to learn more about the amazing tools of access consciousness. You can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?